the Serial Serial, the AV Club's podcast about a podcast. Every week, a few Onion Inc. staffers will be talking about the most recent episode of Serial, one of the most popular and addictive podcasts on iTunes. This week on the Serial Serial, I'm AV Club Associate Editor Mara Eakin, joined as always by AV Club Editor-in-Chief Josh Modell, and this week we're joined by another super-obsessed AV Club staffer, Laura Browning. Hello, Laura. Hello, Mara. Laura, first off, we do this every week. Tell us uh, what you think happened. We're at episode 11, so... Right. You know, when we first started um, listening, when I first started listening to Serial, I was really intent on closure and the truth and and some sort of objective sense of, you know, we're going to figure out who did it. And the more I listen, the more it's like, well, I guess that I don't really know. And I think that the best we can hope for is um, some sort of examination of, you know, the trial and sort of the legalese of it. So my my theory is that I have no theory. I, um, <laughs> I've gone back and forth between Adnan and Jay, and I'm sort of in that limbo. We're going to have to ask you to leave because uh, if you are uh, a podcast pontificator, you have to have a solid opinion that you can't move from and... Uh, no amount of listening to Serial can change your mind one way or the other. I don't think Sarah Koenig knows. What? I, I, I thought mean, she was waiting to spring the whole uh, thing on us at the end. Like, that's where wishful she, thinking. She figured it out. No, you know, it's interesting know. because the first, what, four or five, six episodes of Serial was very much like laying out the facts of the case and sort of going down these roads of, um, you know, could this have happened at the is it Patapsico Park? And yeah. Could this have happened uh, if, you know, Kathy saw this and if, you know, Laura said this, and now it's we sort of have all the facts of the case. So, and we did a couple episodes ago. So now she's just sort of giving us some contextual information. Uh, you know, this is what this expert on, uh, you know, psychopathic people thinks. This so, can I come out and say what I think? Maybe you're saying, which no. a couple of people, uh, I'm not allowed to. Oh shit! That it's the worst episode that's been on yet. Well, yeah, that it. I, you know, I ran into a couple of other uh, folks, including Ali Dolan, who's been you know listening to this podcast and obsessing over, and she's like, that was just kind of a nothing episode. There's, yeah, we didn't learn anything. Um, and I tend to agree with that, especially the the huge chunk of the show talking about stealing money from the mosque, which is just it's just ridiculous to me. Like if you put twenty dollar bills in front of any seventh grade boy, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to take some of it. Like as someone who did that and, and knew lots and lots of people who did like that does not a murderer make. And it's not worth examining and it's not worth having somebody on there who's so clearly the the one guy with the the, the voice modulator on who's like oh he stole thousands of dollars like a hundred thousand dollars because we usually talk about bombshells and i was going to bring that up as one of the bombshells because like i heard that when i was riding the bus in this morning and they were like oh he stole at least a hundred thousand dollars and on the bus i was like what yeah like out loud i said that out loud like how could you steal where is this money gone but then of course he stole like what seems to be a couple hundred dollars yeah and and more to the point like who cares yeah that he didn't that does not make him a murderer and you know i think the the more telling thing that we learned was him you know sort of getting a little upset with Sarah and actually showing some emotion about something which we haven't really seen him do but I'd be pissed too you know whether I was a murderer or not like no one can examine your whole life like if you're in jail and they're making a podcast about you anyone in this room I mean I don't know Hannah that well but anyone in this room like somebody's going to have some bad shit to say about you and they're going to be like oh he you know Mara did this Mara I you know I used to have cherry cola flavored chapstick in second grade and Mara totally stole it out of my desk and therefore she murdered Andrew. Hannah, for one, is our sound person, our producer, Rochelle, say that. And then um, 
Yeah, that wouldn't even be admissible in court. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he has a past history of shadiness. Well, the other interesting thing is that he was uh, convicted when he was, what, 17 or 18? He was accused when he he was was 17 or 18. So any information that anybody has is of him as a kid. He was in eighth grade. Right. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's, I think, kind of, there's a little bit of a disconnect there because he's an adult now. We want to treat him like an adult. But his life, as anybody knows it, you know, effectively ended when he was... 17 or 18 he's yeah yeah so pretty much a waste that there was also thing. well there's also the thing right at the beginning where they're like yeah. we heard this one story that was so crazy that we had to investigate it because if if it had been true we would have had to shut down the whole podcast and then she doesn't say what it was because like nothing came of it and that was just like the whole that was like a metaphor for the whole beginning half of the episode where you're just like yeah big deal like, uh, it's <laughs> unbelievable because if you if it ends up being nothing which clearly it did and we can accept that it's nothing why say anything about it at all? Mm-hmm. You know, it, they need it's to not have forty minutes. I, yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it is. You needed to fill some joy with it, but just to sort of tease like that and not say like <laughs> what the rumor was. And obviously, she's trying to sort of protect the integrity of of you know the case or whatever by by not giving any you know any play to whatever this rumor was. But in not saying what the rumor is, she's giving play to what the rumor is. Yeah, I now, think she also was maybe doing it to to indicate that the sort of the path that she's gone down to report this and the extent to which she's willing to research something that it was in some ways a sort of cover your ass for mm. her. That's true. I, like I haven't looked on the She is going down every alley and not like everybody else that maybe the prosecutors didn't do that or whatever. Yeah. But or maybe they did and they got to the end of whatever this rumor is, found the same guy and he's like, yep, nothing to it, whatever it was. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess we have to look on the internet because I'm sure somebody will Yeah, I haven't have, looked at the subreddit. have posted what this rumor actually is. You know. Someone from the Islamic community of Baltimore or whatever it's called. Yeah, Islamic I mean, that was the Society other. of Baltimore, yeah. Uh, um, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is the kind of assertion, again, this is in the beginning half of the show, where Sarah Koenig is like, can you ever really know? Like, just because some people thought it was a golden child and some people thought, oh, he kissed that guy on the cheek. It made him kind of shady. Like, he's always avoiding confrontation. The idea of can you really know that someone like this has a crime in them. What did you guys think of that part? And do you think it's true? I mean, it, it can go either way, right? Yeah. The, you know, you can look at Charles Manson probably prior to those <laughs> murders and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's probably going to kill somebody. And then maybe look at Ted Bundy or something and be like, oh, he was so charming or whatever. So, yeah, the answer is both. And she kind of went down that road um, and I was trying to remember what the quote was. It's so simple. Uh, she kept going over things about, like, oh, this, this, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> well, yeah, guess what? Everything is possible. We should be thinking about, like, what's likely. Yeah. Um, which to me is, I'm sorry to sort of take a left turn on the question, but um, I want to know, and I've wanted to know the whole time, what Adnan thinks about Jay. I want Adnan to say something about Jay. But and I thought it was interesting that he, he won't, and she sort of explained why he wouldn't. But... You know, and she said he'd be sort of shooting himself in the foot if he said anything. But, like, I I just want, and this is just for my own sort of closure, I want Adnan to be like, well, obviously Jay did it. And I'm not going to be, you know, screaming about how he needs to be in jail. But, like, in my heart, I believe that's that's what happened. Because I don't think he said that. Maybe he has and we haven't heard it. Well, two things. One, I think saying, like, I think we all want to hear about this, like, crazy, like, oh, Charles Manson was nice to his mom, too, or whatever. But, like, Adnan, if he did it, killed one person like in a, in a fit of rage or passion or whatever. And that's like what they're saying, what this uh, Professor Ewing, which I was going to bring up, 
later sort of talks about is that like there's he's interviewed thousands of people and most people are kind of just regular people that just snap like one time. So, I mean, we're all looking, oh, we're going to be a crazy psychopath. But I don't think most murderers are like crazy psychopaths. I've never met any, so I can't say for sure. That you know that of. You know that of. I know of, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then two, you were just talking about what she was, you know, whether Adnan should say like, oh, I think Jay did it. But like that was sort of what he talked about in that letter in the second part of the thing and what Sarah Koenig talks about where basically they're saying it can't, nothing good could come of him ever saying anything, ever trying to contact another witness or See, saying anything that, about the show. I thought that letter was the real bombshell. Yeah, I was going to get there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's do our uh, sponsor message first and then we'll get to this letter. That was like my goal. Nice segue. <laughs> Uh, the Serial Serial is brought to you by Audible.com, which is offering you, our listeners, a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash avclub and you can choose from 150,000 titles and start listening on your phone or tablet or other gadget. That's audible.com slash avclub. Mara, do you have a book this week that you'd like to recommend uh, the people download from Audible on their free trial? <laughs> Josh, I sure do. Um, everyone, and especially everyone in Chicago, has read The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. Uh, a few years ago, I went a little bit deeper and started getting into a bunch of other books about Chicago at the turn of the century. And one of my favorites was Karen Abbott's Sin in the Second City, Madam's Ministers, Playboys, and the Battle for America's Soul. Um, it was a look at the Everly Club in Chicago, which was on the Prairie Road, kind of like red light district. And it's talking about these two sisters, quote unquote sisters, who basically ran this premier brothel in Chicago at the time and how uh, Marshall Field's son maybe died there and about how organized crime worked in Chicago in the 1890s and 1900s. And so uh, Sin in the Second City is salacious and informative. And it lets readers in on how actions taken years ago have trickled down to how Chicago and cities in general operate today. And it's available now on Audible, narrated by the always great Joyce Bean. So, audible.com slash AV Club. Back to the letter? Yeah, to activate your 30-day trial and pick up your free copy of the book. Nice. Back to the letter. Speaking of words, written down on a page, <laughs> 18 single-spaced pages. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about the letter? That was heartbreaking to me. Um, that was the first that I think we've, you know, we, we keep hearing, you know, Adnan knows this this podcast is out in the world, but he hasn't heard it. He's just seen transcripts, so he can't really get a sense of uh, mm-hmm. sort of the emotion behind it. But that letter to me indicated that he does know, um, you know, what's what's at stake here. And I, I think that for that reason, we're never going to get him to say anything about Jay or anybody else he thinks might have done it. But that letter was... You know, he's hyper aware of of everything. And I I feel like in some of the recordings that we've heard, just little snatches of conversation between Adnan and Sarah Koenig, he does seem to be speaking really off the cuff. So it's like I want to kind of go back and listen to that now and like the times when he's been like exasperated or frustrated or like, God, you know, Sarah, I don't remember that. Like uh, everything he's, Mm -hmm. you know, been hyper aware of. That he was saying he's thought of everything in advance. I mean, I guess he's probably talked about it so many times that it's like a comedian sounding off the cuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. That, like, maybe he's just learned to sound like that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's a well-practiced psychopath. No, I don't don't believe that. Um, we know it's interesting if I can go back a little bit when uh, when Sarah was talking about how some people think, oh, he was uh, so charming and manipulative and he would use his charm to get away with stuff. And I was like, God, we've all known that person. And like we've maybe been that person a time or two also. Like what kid hasn't, you know, eaten too much Halloween candy and then tried to, 
you know, make puppy eyes at their parents to get over it. Like, I feel like that's kind of a human reaction. <laughs> and it, it did feel like that was blowing up into like, well, if he hadn't been accused of murder, like nobody would have ever thought twice about those things. Well, the phrase they used, they were like, oh, he's neither a monster nor a victim. Right. Um, and sort of like we are looking at him trying to say like, well, if I was him, I would be screaming from the rooftops like or I'd be a totally crazy person and he's had 15 years to I don't want him to scream from the rooftops but I you know if his defense in court that he paid his lawyer to present was that Jay did it I want to hear someone did it well yeah but Jay (laughs) did it or Mr. S did it but but probably Jay did it I want to hear Adnan say the only thing that makes sense is that Jay did it because why would Jay accuse me otherwise, other than to throw the blame from himself to someone else? And I, you know, I'd love to hear Adnan uh, react to why he said pathetic, supposedly in court. Uh, and you know, to me, that's that's a strong defense. I want this. I want him to defend himself a little bit. And I feel like he's sort of not. He's he's sort of skirting it, and he's talking about how people perceive him, and he gets like, you know, a little bit up in arms, whether that's real or practiced. But he never is coming out and saying, you know, I think this is what I think happened or Mm -hmm. this is the only thing that makes sense. Because, you know, Jay is happy to to say, oh, or or just to either tell the truth or make up. That's true. (laughs) Um, Do you guys not want to hear Adnan at least profess his innocence a little? In court. I don't think I want to hear it on the podcast. But he didn't testify. He should have testified. But he's going to get this appeal maybe. And then he can tell his lawyers and his lawyers can be like the asshole mouthpieces there. So he looks like, oh, I'm just this nice guy. Didn't work for him, though. And the first time, didn't not testify. Well, maybe she wasn't a good lawyer. Well, that's, yeah, what that's true. Was... Well, and also in episode seven, when we met uh, Deirdre Enright, the woman, the lawyer from the mm-hmm. Innocence Project, she made it sound like they were the Innocence Project. They agreed to, to pick up the case, right? Yeah. And she, one of the things she said was, like, it's okay to, to try to prove innocence, but you really have to find the person who's guilty, too. So maybe if you know, a non-reporter starts digging into it, then we'll have a legal perspective in another year or two. Do you guys know what I thought about was crazy about this episode was um, I was really into that Professor Ewing and he sort of talked about, I don't know, just about, I mean, it was interesting finally to hear from someone that's not just Sarah K. Nagar or whatever, that's not just like, oh my gosh, you killed someone? (laughs) Uh, To hear from someone that's like, no, I've talked to a lot of killers and like, here's what premeditated means like in the legal system. It just means like, yo, you've thought about it once or twice, but like, you don't have like a rubber room set up and like, you know, you haven't bought like a bodysuit and gloves and everything. Or maybe just the bodysuit or the gloves. But yeah, not that's both. true. You have a change of clothes in your car. I don't know. That was super interesting to me. Yeah, I, I found that definition um, really interesting. And obviously that's, you know, a reason that they can convict him of first degree murder, uh, even though he didn't have theoretically mm-hmm. the, the plastic sheeting in his trunk or whatever it is yeah. that murderers have. What did you guys think about? when he talked about how half of all killers have dissociative episodes after they kill someone, which is crazy high. And then Sarah Koenig's like, well, is it possible for you to believe it and convince yourself forever? <laughs> and he was like, mm, no. Like, I've never seen it. Right. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting um, and it reminded me of a conversation that Josh and I have had elsewhere about the book um, Columbine by Dave Cullen, mm. um, which is about 
exactly what it sounds like it's about. And he goes into in, in that book a lot about like, you know, the reliability of eyewitness testimony mm-hmm. and like sort of what happens in your brain when you're sort of involved with something like that and um, sort of the reaction to uh, you know, parents of of some of the kids who were murdered and that kind of thing. And one of the things he talks about is like sometimes even when you're confronted with facts, like you still believe what you want or need to believe. And it's not necessarily um, like it's it's just like you actually believe something yeah. happened. And and I think Josh thinks I'm I'm crazy for this, but. Um, I've wondered if, you know, maybe maybe Jay told himself this story so many times and told the police some story so many times that it actually became true to him. Or Adnan. Or Adnan, right. Um, That it was, I mean, I'm sure it was a traumatic event, you Mm -hmm. know, for anybody involved. And and maybe somebody's just, you know, been telling them, starting with the police in 1999, and you just repeat the story over and over and over, and it becomes absolutely true to you. Or it becomes true to you, but you still know that it's not true in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's true to you, but in the back of your mind, when you go to sleep, you can see yourself killing that person or, you know, whatever. Mm, Maybe. I think whichever one of these guys did it or both of them knows exactly what happened, and they're (laughs) trying to game uh, whatever system they can to... To stay out of jail or to hopefully win an appeal. But maybe that's just cynical me. As they said in the show, just because you say you didn't do it doesn't mean you didn't do it. That's right. But don't they say I, there are no, uh, something like, there's no, no, there are no guilty people in jail. Like everyone you talk to in jail is going to be like, oh, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you did. So what are we hoping for next week with the final episode? We learned today for sure that it's the final episode next week. Fat lot of nothing. As far as I'm, I mean, like. I don't think we'll hear anything. To I be think honest. the secret Jay confession tapes are coming out. This is two hours <laughs> of Jay detailing how how he did it. If I was Sarah Kane, I'd be like in full panic right now. I'd be like, uh, because you, you know she's gonna try to please everyone, but you can't. Like you can, you I can't imagine she's gonna please twenty five percent of the listeners. People are gonna come away from this being like, but I went and looked at the Best Buy and I saw this carpet square that was cut out, and you know, <laughs> I don't know. And I think the most that we can hope for in a final episode is maybe news of the appeal process, maybe news of the Innocence Project. Yeah. And she says, like, that'll be it. But, like, there's going to be more stuff happening after that, right? Like, it just won't be in podcast form, I guess. Right. They'll probably put out their newsletter or say, hey, did you hear about... I'm also really, interesting. I'm really interested in how this season will affect future seasons because, you know, like I said earlier, we really had all of the facts, I think, by the end of episode six or so. Um, Don't call them facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had the alleged facts. Yeah, like in terms of storytelling. We had everybody's story more Right, all of that, you know, everything had been sort of unraveled and unspooled by the end of episode six or so. And so after that, she was just sort of building out the context and talking to other experts. So I'm curious in in second uh, season of Serial, because they did raise enough money, she said, Mm -hmm. if uh, she's going to sort of structure the storytelling any differently, if there's going to be sort of um, a bigger reveal further down the road, if she's going to sort of... uh, curate that those yeah. facts like you know, she went more. into it the way an, an investigative journalist would be which is right. like get the big story out there and then fill in the gaps but in terms of like a storytelling scenario it's not the the best way to you know i'm not gonna listen to episode 12 expecting this big boom because i don't think it's yeah there. nobody should i mean and i actually i, I admire how they did it and i think if they do a sort of criminal case again she'd be really smart to do one that has 
that there's no resolution. Because if this case had happened, you know, you know, if it turns out that whatever Adnan gets out of jail and Jay is arrested, and you know, there's cl- actual closure, there's some physical evidence that that points to one person in particular. Um, if she were covering that after the fact, you know, after episode one, people could Google it and be like, oh, That's here's true. what happened, and it would just be another, you know. 48 Hours or, or Dateline NBC or, or whatever sort of murder case of the week. Um, this way to me is more interesting because she's actually doing some investigating and there's not this closure. So I hope people don't aren't too disappointed. And I hope, I mean, I'm sure people will be because people <laughs> expect exactly what they expect. And if there's anything different, they get very upset. Um, but I, I mean, obviously there won't be any closure. And I hope people can sort of appreciate that. Uh, as cliche as it sounds like this was sort of more about the journey and and her journey and learning about the case than it is about solving a case. How long do you guys think it'll be over under until the next season of Serial? I think it depends entirely on what they choose to do. I mean, she could, uh, there's no real sort of definition that this is even a crime show, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, she could just be doing a 12 part investigation of libraries in America or something. Meat cleanliness or something. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think she should uh, do the Whitman's story. Ron and Sue Whitman, uh, Christina Gutierrez's other clients, because mm. uh, they have, it's not really a similar case, but uh, their older son, Zach, was accused of killing their younger son, Greg. And uh, it's super, super sad story. And um, it's, you know, the older brothers maintained his innocence much like Adnan has and the parents have maintained that their son is innocent and they want to find the real killer and um, I think she should she should pick that up. I look forward to reading like in-depth interviews with Sarah Koenig after the fact. She hasn't really done that many but I'd like someone to really sit down and talk with her and be like what did you want this podcast to be? What's it going to be in the future? How has the reaction framed how you feel about it and stuff like that? Maybe she'll talk to us after uh, Serial is done. She's uh, probably too busy right now, but I think we're <laughs> planning on doing a couple more episodes uh, beyond next week, I think, just to talk about yeah. uh, various aspects that we haven't talked about and maybe interview some people. I got a really interesting email from a lawyer um, whose name I forgot already. Sorry, lawyer. I think it was Marcus, um, and I haven't responded <laughs> to you in yet. in Dallas. Uh, that was, he was a prosecutor and sort of taking the prosecutor's point of view, and I think it'd be interesting to get you know, to do a few more episodes of this where we talk to ep- expert witnesses about what, you know, they think might happen or uh, where their sort of biases are. You know, maybe somebody who's normally a prosecutor like this guy or somebody yeah, who's, a, a you know, a, a cop a or detective. a defense attorney. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I honestly, I don't think Sarah Koenig is done with this story. Oh, I, no. I think the, the lure is going to be too great for if, if anything major happens in the case for her not to do a one-off episode of the serial to catch up. That's true. Um I was just going to say, much like the staircase. Have I plugged the staircase? Yet yes, you stair? have. <laughs> There's a, the, you know, that was like six or seven hours on Sundance, and they did a follow up, a couple more hours uh, about a year ago, or maybe two years ago. Um, but anybody who enjoys this would uh, be crazy not to watch uh, Staircase. That always comes up in tandem with Serial. Like, have you watched Staircase? Yeah, I mean, it's similar in that it's there's it's so unclear kind of what's happening, and the investigation is so weird and. Uh, the person who's on trial is such a strange person. Not that that's the case with the with Adnan, but they're both kind of difficult to read, I think. And mm-hmm. and you don't know really what's going to happen. So, All one right. thing that's interesting to me, although I don't think it would make much of a podcast, but I'm very curious if Adnan does get out, what his life will be like, because he went from literally being a ward of his parents to the ward to a ward of the state, 
Um, and I just I find myself thinking about that because he said a couple times like my life in jail it's a life it's it's like not all the these life dudes. I I thought I would have but like I have a job here and people respect me here and yeah he's memorized the Quran and <laughs> it's like anyone that's been in jail they just I read some story last week about some guy that was just got out after being in jail for thirty five years first of all you make like a thousand dollars a year in jail so he's getting out of jail and he has some money but not like not anywhere near the kind of money or effects or anything a 35 year old should have like these people haven't ever used cell phones or they haven't right you know well, tim, tim robbins planted TV. a box of money for him under a tree so oh. um it's all good i don't get that reference it's a shawshank Just kidding. never seen it what? really nope never seen it somebody back me up here <laughs> audience is laughing hysterically all right well guys thanks so much for everyone uh for listening to Serial Serial. If you like our show, tell your friends and review the show on iTunes. We'll be back next week to talk about the season finale, just like everybody else in the whole world that you know that listens to Serial. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.